Hey everybody, I'm Pat Monahan. Welcome back to the Patcast. This is episode 100 and I have no idea. Uh, I'm really excited about this week's guest because, uh, as many of you know, I'm married to an incredible woman named Amber. And I would love to write a song called Amber, but a band several years ago beat me to it. And it's such an amazing song that uh, I almost can't really compete with it. So I'm not even going to try. And uh, now you've probably guessed who is on this week's episode. And, uh, and you're right. Uh, it's a guy named Nick Hexum. He's from the band 311. My friend Dave Timpey who I grew up with in Erie, Pennsylvania. This is his favorite band, so uh, without him even listening to this, he's freaking out right now that I got to hang out with Nick. So I would like to present the incredibly bright, talented Nick Hexum from 311 right here on this week's PatCast. So uh, we're here with uh, Nick Hexum from 311. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today for a few minutes. My pleasure. Uh, as much as there's a couple of things I wanted to get right into because uh, my wife's name is Amber. <laughs> so you can imagine. So she's the one. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine how excited she was to. Uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, we're, I'm going to get to hang out with 311 a little bit. She's like, oh. Uh, so I was supposed to write that song. You uh, you kind of fucked me on that one. <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. How's her energy? Is it like a good? It is. Amber is the color of her energy. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. But uh, was that about a girl that you knew, or just super <clears throat> like a, a vibe, or what? Yeah, it was just a nice, um, you know, trying to. Uh, every song has so many songs have been written, and to find a unique way to compliment somebody is yeah. just. Uh, Something that came to me, I always liked kind of, you know, sunset colors, you know, I put up soft lights in my house, and so I just thought that was a nice way to compliment someone. Yeah, sweet. It's a, it's a beautiful, amazing song. The other thing that impresses me a lot is before it was cool, you, uh, before it was cool to, like, mix uh, different genres of music together to go do a tour like uh Wiz Khalifa and Fall Out Boy <clears throat> you did a tour with Snoop right yeah and you you guys played uh amphitheaters all over the country yeah did did it work absolutely it worked great our our crowd loves all kinds of different music and his people seem to like us but you know in 1995 we went straight from the Horde tour, which was the hippie tour with Blues Traveler and everybody, yeah. and to uh, the Cypress Hill uh, Temples of Boom tour right. to the Warp tour. So it was from hippie jam to to punk to or to but rap fits, to punk, and we somehow you guys bridged fit them all. in all of that stuff. Like, I think that if you listen to radio hits of Three Eleven, you would be surprised. But like, your music's pretty hard, like. A lot of it is. Is that your guitar playing? Uh, yeah, I play guitar, and uh, Tim is our lead guitarist. Um, I do a lot of writing, and I guess um, I'm I'm always wanting to keep it kind of balanced with some more chill vibes. But um, you know, the hard stuff is great live, and that's what our our core right. loves. So it's true, huh? You have a lot of guy followers, right? Which is like 
it, it, it's like sports, man. It's the way to go. Girls yeah. are more into train, um, and then they force their boyfriends and shit to come to the shows, you know. But you, uh, uh, my friends in high school were huge and still are huge 311 fans. And uh, nice. And I think it's because you stuck to the rock. You know, as much as there's reggae and jazz aspects of what you do. Uh, so 1988 is when you started? and Technically 99, or excuse me, 90 was our 90. first uh, show on June 10th. We opened for Fugazi. So we just went back to that same... You opened for who? Fugazi. Wow. Yeah, it was a great launch to play for a packed... Where was that? In, in LA? In Omaha. Where in we, Omaha. We're from Omaha. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I read that, but then you moved to LA, so I figured. I had you moved started. to LA before that and floundered around on the. Uh, I worked at the Guitar Center there on, on Sunset and nice. put, put a band together with the you know, type of people that were hanging out there, and it just it wasn't really happening. I realized like the best people that I could form a band with were my high school buddies. Right. Um, were you all, the typical uh, guitar Guitar Center employee? Um, no, I, th- I mean, it was, of course, still the time of, of hair metal, but there was this new scene that was Jane's Addiction and Chili Peppers and Fishbone. Yep. So that's oh, what I was wow, into. Fishbone. Wow. Yeah. And you were into that new, the new thing that was coming? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, it didn't really work there for me. Um, so I moved back to Omaha and, and started 311. That's awesome. There are, who else is from Omaha? Uh... Matthew Sweet. Yeah, Matthew Sweet. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And He's the, great, uh, too. The f- faint and... You know, uh, I think as time goes on, places that had scenes, you know, Seattle, uh, Brooklyn, those type of scene places are... It's, it's almost impossible for kids to start bands there because they can't afford the rent. Yeah. Like San Francisco, the tech world has taken... You can't find a place to rehearse. So right. if, you, if you don't have a you know, your parents' basement, then you're kind of in a jam. So coming from Omaha made a lot of sense. Do you still live there? No, we've lived in L.A. since we moved out together in And 92. are you writing songs now for a, a whole bunch of other people while you're in L.A.? Uh, you know what, I've tried to do some of that outside writing thing, and but to me it's a little frustrating because so much of it ends on the cutting room floor. So I yeah. kind of lately just put and, all my chips back. And you back do in. a particular thing. Like it doesn't work. I don't. I'm not good at writing songs for other people. I can co-write for myself, but I do a thing, you know. And it's hard to like try to translate. I remember I wrote a song called "Drive By" with friends, and it was originally written for James Blunt. And we sent it to the A and R guy, and he was like, "Nah." And you just thought it was perfect for him, right? I was like, well, that's awesome. It was, a, it was our first single off of that record, and it was <laughs> Nice. Well, I, I've done some outside writing with, I think we have some mutual friends like Kevin Griffin. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kevin. So yeah. he, he kind of got me He's into a good guy. And Sam Hollander and some... Sure. So, you know, I, I've, I've gave it a whirl. Um, currently, I have a song out with an a, with a awesome techno group called the, the Disco Fries, which is doing really well that I'm doing the guest vocal I did it started as a co-write ended up me being the guest vocal on there did I so. see that on Spotify are you a feature on it yeah it's like it's called head in the clouds and right head in the clouds right 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 yeah check that out today yeah. uh, what do you think of that world is that something you're gonna dip into more I've never performed like at a rave or any of that type of thing but um, you know I I enjoy electronic music uh, I think our 
our brand new 311 stuff we're working on right now infuses some kind of like dubstep inspired grooves but still with a live band so you know um i i always try and just be open to new things and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the electronic world so right will you do another tour with snoop mm, possibly every, i mean do you, do you guys do amphitheaters every summer uh not this year we did more festivals and and um we haven't done the unity tour for a couple of years but we i i don't think we've ever invited had somebody do two unity tours but you know mm. snoop was it was a great fit at the end of his show he was like doing leading the chant in this like unity chant so he like really embraced oh that's cool our kind of oh yeah thing so it was nice i mean it's a. Uh it's not about radio, is it? I mean, you've been able to uh, headline amphitheaters for so many years quietly without you know radio being involved at all. Like, how do you do that? Is it just because you have a, a well, fan base that's loyal and they, they don't give a shit about the radio stuff? They just love the albums? I think so, and also just the way we started. When we were making this kind of hybrid music combining rap and rock and reggae right. that wasn't on the radio so we we had to do it through a grassroots thing of just playing show after show after show and then finally when almost we didn't need radio then they came around to us after a few years of touring right. in the 90s so yeah. we had already built such a, a bedrock that um, whether we have radio support or not you know doesn't doesn't really matter so we've been, we've been super lucky lucky but to me radio is cool it's free music for the people so um you know i'm always down to have it but uh yeah if we never got another spin then we would probably still have a, a decent career here, here there are a few of my favorite things about you that i've <laughs> that i've read that i uh i just want to confirm them being true because most of my research is just going to like porn sites <laughs> and then I'm like yeah I didn't find out anything about Nick yeah I just went to a bunch of porn sites and uh well, but so the research doesn't have anything I'm terrible at research <laughs> okay as you can imagine some of your music though. here's the coolest thing about you when you guys started you were like well the only way we can do this is if we make records so you start a record label yeah and you were making your own records how did you afford it? And and you still have it, right? In the uh, the record label is called uh, what? Uh, so it's what have you records? What have you records? Which to me was just what have you, meaning like whatever, and yeah. um, just sort of a smart ass name for the label. And you know, back in in ninety and ninety one, I was like our manager and our whole record label, and basically that was uh, I took out a student loan to finance us recording at a at a studio in Omaha. And how did you get a student loan? Just pretending I was getting ready to go to college. Oh, that's incredible, <laughs> man. And, and they didn't say I need we need your no transcripts was, and shit. No, they wow, just sent me a smart check. Man. Yeah. Okay. So what did you get? Twenty thousand bucks? Oh uh, no, like five. Oh five. Yeah. And then we you know made a box of CDs and in nineteen ninety to go to CD was like this huge accomplishment. Our, sure. our first record was cassette only, and then when we got our second record, which was called Unity. To, to CD, it was just a huge deal, and all it was was me taking boxes of CD to all the different record stores and selling them on consignment, and then bugging them for the money the next week. And they started selling really well at at the downtown stores. We were out selling like 
Michael Jackson, the U2 and stuff. So then the labels started to notice that. Right. I could send them a chart showing that we were ahead of like yeah. what were supposed to be the top sellers. Yeah. So we just we got attention that way. I, and it was a little not little label, but uh, Capricorn Records was mostly a Southern rock label. They had widespread panic and they had really made their fame with like Almond Brothers and stuff like that. And they they signed us and we hadn't really heard of them, but they were part of Warner Brothers at the time. So um, did they have to give you a, a lot of money saying that you had already started? Because they, were, you know, they were our only suitor. I've ne- we've never had like a bidding war. So we had like a $200,000 all, you know, budget, really? which was that surprises huge for us. Because, you know, Offspring, they, uh, they kind of started that way. You know, like I think they sold 300,000 records without a label or something. Yeah. Like something crazy. 300,000 records is $3 million dollars to yourself right. and uh, then they made Columbia Records have to pay them a, a lot of money to get them on the label and then uh, Dexter decided to buy an airplane yeah. and become a pilot or so, two I, yeah. or two yeah we had and the so, same business manager and yeah. our business manager was always saying how she was like but see please stop with the planes no 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 the, you, this is the best part of all of this is I used to be like man Dexter is my hero and then I was like wait a minute no Nick is, you bought a fucking island, so Dexter buys an airplane, you bought an island well, I think, of, outside of Florida, right? Correct. I, I think they're both about as smart of an idea, which is not very smart. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, I, there was a time that the, getting an island would have been okay, but I really, I did a lot of construction projects right in the year 2005 when we and we got bashed by four hurricanes, including Katrina. Oh, right. So uh, I really lost my ass on that wow. deal, and so I unloaded that I'm a few sorry years to hear ago. That. But um, it was a lot of fun for a while. Was it? Yeah. Man. Speed boats and you know. Come like, to my island. <laughs> I mean, I would have said that shit to everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, is that when you? Uh, is that when you were you were uh, dating Nicole? Uh, around then, yes. How do you say her last name? I've met her. Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Yeah. And she's hanging out with uh, Ed Sheeran now. And you more power to her. You uh, you married a girl named Nikki. I did. And you have two little girls. Is this three. all true? Oh, three you have three. Yes. Three girls. Yeah, my youngest just turned one. Oh wow, a couple that's days great. Ago. Yeah. And so. Uh, you're just going to keep going until you have, like, a, a soccer team of girls? Uh, we're on a bit of a hold right now to make sure we can handle. Yeah. My, we're uh, very busy. My wife is... Her parents had four girls and then a boy. My brother had four girls and was like, we're good. Because uh, he could never use the phone or the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, it's different than it used to be. So, uh, 311... And you also have a side project, right? Um, and how often do you do that? Because your brother's part of that? Yeah, the Nick Hexum Quintet. That was really just uh, something I did for for a year. Something I wanted to get out of my system to do more of the kind of light and funky stuff that really didn't resonate with you know the 311 vibe. So you know, I put together a, a, a band of really badass jazz guys it sounds like it yeah yeah i mean amazing b3 player and i had gary novak who's an amazing drummer from chick korea and uh, and then my brother zach who plays just smoking on sax and plays every instrument really well does he play in 311 as well 
Uh, he has sat in with us before. So on that album, the Kexum Quintet, it's it's um, it's a kind of a jazz pop album. And but I did a lot of co-writes with, like I mentioned, Kevin Griffin and Sam Hollander and and different people that I just friends from the music business. So I had a chance to bring in a lot of different influences, and it was a lot of fun. But right now, I got my hands full with 311, and we're just uh, I'm just all focused on that. Right. And so what is what is 311 up to right now? You're just doing festivals and everything about how many albums have you made? I mean, you have a, a record that came out in June, right? Yeah. Well, uh, or January last year. So it's a little over a year old. Okay. Now. That's our 11th album. You have 11 We're working albums? on our 12th now. Wow, man. That's a lot of albums, yeah. man. And the last album was 17 songs long, so we've been And do you put them out on your own label? What have you? We, we did last time, we called it 311 Records, um, and uh, I don't know if we'll do that again. I mean, really, when you do put out, make your own label, then the manager becomes the label, and, um, you know, it's... I don't. I think it's hard to to get radio support when you're completely independent. But we did get some, so we're just kind of weighing our options of how to put out the next record. But we just put out a box set in June, maybe. Um, right, know, I saw that too. There's like eighty some yeah, songs. Yeah, a lot of songs. Yeah, it was like demos and B sides and unreleased tracks and early early demo versions that have like totally different lyrics and stuff. So it's a lot of fun for the fans to go back and hear do baby you, do versions. Do you have fans that you know pretty well at this point, like that uh, have become like friends? The fanny the fans, band? the super fans, yeah. We we've made a lot of friends with them and we certain like there's one guy who if he misses a third of our shows, he's bummed. He pretty much goes to the entire tour. Wow, that's, that's incredible. I, mean, I don't know man. if he has a trust fund or what. But and do you give him access or anything else yeah, to say yeah, thanks? We, we let him make requests and, and so forth. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You get him backstage and let him drink your booze and shit? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's Not cool. every day, but yeah. You know, it's like you, you realize after a while that, you know, that's why you can pay your mortgage and, you know, why your, your life is cool. Absolutely. So. We all, always want to leave everybody with a good feeling after they met us and we right. don't have a sense of entitlement or take it for granted right no. how, how long is a 311 show when you go do a tour um about 100 minutes you mean the show itself yeah or the, and then the tour usually the summer tour is like five weeks long um but we usually just play like 23 songs in a night and then part of that is our bassist will take a extended solo and then we have the big drum thing in the middle of the show where we bring bring out huge drums and do this like drum line with stick tosses and synchronize oh everything, wow really is, yeah oh, shit, we'll do it man. tonight but you'll well, be playing you're gonna at the do same that time. today yeah oh. we're playing at the same time yeah pretty much <laughs> it's so ridiculous you know sam uh sam hollander and and kevin are are friends of mine and uh uh they're uh they're so involved with almost everybody I talk to yeah. with like whether they're like Sam just had a, a, a kid named uh, Charlie Marley come out with a, a record the other day which is he has a, a song called Bad Things Jama ba Bad Things with Jamaicans yeah and then also he'll work with like uh, Carol King you know like in it's one such direction a, in one direction yeah. it's such a bizarre thing being a songwriter like I always feel bad for most of them because very few can like go the distance. But then you don't feel bad for Max Martin because he's got you know a, a like a whole garage filled of eighteen year old guys that have the greatest hooks in the world. Right. You know, 
do you did, did those guys ask you to be part of band of Mer- merrymakers the christmas album i could i wasn't able to do it okay yeah how about you are well, you the whole on thing that? took me like six minutes to sing uh, my verse so six yes. minutes yeah. yeah you don't get that kind of time <laughs> what's that you don't get that i don't kind have of time. i don't have that kind i don't of even time. have six minutes okay <laughs> uh yeah the reason that i uh you know i talked to my managers about it we have a christmas record that's coming out so they were like man it'd be better if just focus on be your better own. if you did gotcha yeah so. this is my first time in in the christmas space so yeah we've never done it either and uh fits yeah, Fitz is Fitz, part of Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Fitz, are you friends yeah. with uh, Fitz as no, well? No, Fitz is on Band of Merrymakers, yeah. yeah. Right. Did you all hang out together during that time? No, I just went over to, to write with Sam and Kevin, and they were like, by the way, would you sing these few lines? I was like, sure, and, but now we're going to do a bunch of appearances. Like oh, you are? Kimmel oh. and whatnot. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool, yeah. man. Kimmel's cool. Yeah. Um, so with all of this uh, music and owning islands and record companies and shit, uh what's what uh what haven't you done that you still want to do um well i uh 311 is looking at um a uh a cannabis product that we have developed that is a very uh groundbreaking product that i'm focused a lot of what's groundbreaking about um it's just it's just a really badass vaporizer that uh is totally unique been designed from the ground up so that's, can I have one? I don't have any today, but I will next time I see you. you can. So cannabis is more your thing than alcohol, or is you just? Oh, just, we have our own beer too. We, oh, you do. We developed okay. our own craft brew, and that's that's available in a few states when right now. When did you start that? And that's Amber Ale, of course. Is it called Amber yes. Ale? Oh, that's so cool, man. Three Eleven Amber Ale. So when did you start the the beer? That came out on the Fourth of July this past summer. Really? Yeah. How is it doing? It's doing well. It's just just started it's only in a couple markets do you sell kegs of it or is it bottled uh right now it's kegs only and it's going to become package available in cans yeah it's hard to like i mean there's so many micro brews does it come out of omaha um there is a distributor in omaha it's this company called the rock brothers who's affiliated with cigar city down in tampa Mm. that they've given they've done signature beers for a few people like uh hootie and the blowfish and different you know so but it's a really good beer like a couple of the guys are super into crafts so they really yeah, do yeah. a lot of tweaking to make it right yeah we we have a, a wine uh portion of our existence it's called save me san francisco wine company but the cannabis thing is very interesting to me because in seattle uh i live i live outside of seattle and so it's legal in washington it's legal in colorado of course and the issue right now is supply so these guys can't keep up with it. And there's only, it's only really, you know, state legalized and that's not federally legal yet. So you have to do it with cash. You can't, you know, there's, it's a tricky business. It is. And so how far involved are you? And, uh, and where will it come out of? Will it come out uh, of California? Looking, uh, we're looking at a um, distribution deal in Colorado first because that's the most kind of, they've okay. been doing it the longest. The friendliest, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're we're in the hardware business, so basically we'll have local partners that will fill them with really good cannabis oil okay. and distribute them only to our our standards. So it's just like you don't have to charge it, you don't have to fill it, you just open it and it's ready to go. So it's just huh. you know it's it's not for the hardcore stoners. It's just for someone that wants to grab something to take to a concert, right, or whatever. And it's uh, 
or that there are a lot of people who uh, like cannabis that go to 311 concerts. Yeah, that's we we were named one of the top ten stoner bands of all times <laughs> in High Times that's recent amazing, thing, man. and and actually we were number seven, and one through six were all past opening bands of ours, like Snoop and Cypress and. Yeah. slightly stupid and sublime you know i envy that whole thing so much you know like dave matthews is probably on that list lower than you guys but uh uh i th- i remember seeing dave and everybody around me was stoned except for me because i wasn't smoking back then and i was like what the fuck is going on like people were just like dave yeah. and i was like i gotta go because i need to be stoned to be here and uh but we actually did a show at the at the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam, and to be honest, it wasn't a great crowd because everyone was so baked. There was no energy coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, so I'd prefer to play to a sure no a boozy like, crowd. Like the combination <laughs> is is really fun. But no, I like I, I the DJs now that are out making, you know, airplane island money. It's because of drugs, because nobody goes to listen to. You know, for so three bird. hours, right. unless you're on E or some Molly yeah. or some shit like that. So, yeah. I envy anyone who can get into the circuit where they fill an environment with, uh, like, it, it's more about a lifestyle than it is music or, or or the combination of all of it. And man, I gotta tell you, man, I I really envy or not envy, but I uh, I'm impressed with what you guys have been able to do. You're one of the first bands that was able to do that. You created a lifestyle for your fans. So many kind of pop radio listener would be like, oh yeah, I remember them. But it's like, man, you're, you're, you're doing great business. You dipped into a lot of other things that people can't and didn't do because you didn't rely on radio. It's a right. brave move and you, you, know, you won. It's pretty badass. Thanks. Well, you too are you as well are a big success story that i mean you guys have been doing it for so long and have these massive hits within the past few years of you know yeah killing people that are half I, your age it's fucking well i just awesome. uh i uh i just don't know how to put the fire out i've been trying to put it out lately with uh wine and weed and it doesn't work like no, i'm, I'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to push the fire down like man i i'm just gonna rest and, uh, and it just makes me go like, oh, I gotta write a song or I have to be competitive. Because to me, uh, I'm not really fighting over, you know, airtime with, uh, y- you know, with people that I came up with anymore. I'm, I'm trying to like, there are kids that are, you know, like you said, there's a kid that's 19 years old and he's, you know, he's killing it and he's in every movie you could think of. like. People are just winning in different ways, but uh, being able to create a lifestyle is a whole other thing where you don't need radio. You don't need anybody. And being independent is like, that's the answer to all of this. I mean, you saw cassettes, you saw CDs, you're now part of the streaming world. Do you have any, do you have anything that that you wish was different or are you like man this is great do you do you use streaming like what's what's your take on where the music world has evolved to well i feel like you know the internet has had a both good and bad effects on the music business but just slightly more good effects the fact that you know i grew up in omaha and it was it was hard to find new music because there was like one record store and i had to get a ride down there and 
to find the like punk rock and ska albums and reggae albums that I wanted. But now for people to be anywhere in the world to be exposed to any music they want is awesome. And to be able to learn how to play any song on YouTube, that's great. And yeah. And it's also just the democratization of culture where you don't have to get a, a record deal. You know, before there was the gatekeepers. And, right. And they, you know, we had to kick that door open through building our own infrastructure first. Right. So Which I probably remember. was a, a lot of hard, painful work. But yeah. man, look what it's done, right? right? I mean, you don't need things that other people need desperately to survive. Yeah. I mean, and if we started now, maybe that would mean starting our own YouTube channel and just doing it that way until we had so many YouTube followers that the labels you had think, to come to us. Do you think that, I mean, you and I are similar age, I think. Do you think that your fans really give a shit about YouTube? I mean, do you think that that's where your fans access you? Because... I don't. I don't imagine that that that's the case. No, our unless, fans still like to buy the physical CD, which yeah. is great. It's like really, we sell more than half of our music in physical still, which is pretty rare compared to the Miley Cyrus sure. fan who does it all through streaming or right. piracy or whatever. So, so you know that's that's nice. That they you still, called it piracy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know I I know a handful of people that are between the ages of like I don't know, 18 and 40. Uh and many of them have never purchased a song in their lives. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. And uh I mean, instead of being mad at them, I go how cuz I want to steal it too. Yeah. Cuz what website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what website? Well, well I, I do think that the uh, the Spotify and Apple Music is a step in the right direction because yeah. it's more convenient than piracy. Yeah. So people okay, 10 bucks a month, you know, who right. can't afford that and just get it's kind of the Netflix model of just sure. get people on a streaming service right. and and then it also And they pay well. And and it doesn't seem like it. Because the labels basically took the checks and it right. wasn't part of the contracts at right. the time. Right, so it's a new thing. That's so they, they took can, all of it. Yeah. Like none of the, no artists got any of it. And so they, a lot of people were upset with Spotify for a while. Like, man, you don't pay, but they did. YouTube struggles with paying. YouTube is where most kids find new music. Like they wouldn't, why would you buy music or even streaming if you could go to YouTube and see what you want to and that's how they find it. YouTube, I think, needs to catch up with the, the payment scale. But, uh, I mean, I kind of love the new way of music. I think it's kind of, uh, hopefully it will, it will balance itself out because I think, you know, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that kids are going to choose music if there's not a way to make a living with it, you know? Yeah. And so we might be missing out on some future goodness. Yeah, you know, my... My oldest daughter reads music really well and plays piano really well, and um, you know she said she wants to be a musician. And to me, it's you should only be a musician if music picks you and you have to do it. Yeah. You know, like the fire that you mentioned, like yeah, if you I have agree. to do it. But you wouldn't, from a business standpoint, you wouldn't choose to do something which right. is mostly going to be stolen. You know. Well, yeah, right. I mean, you know, live performance is uh, definitely proving to be something that. You know, if you practice what you're doing, uh, yeah, you it can, can't fake it. Can it. Pay off. Yeah, you you can't fake a live performance. You have to have the talent to be cut. You know, right. people can tell if it's all backing tracks and pre-recorded vocals. I mean, 
you know you, you have to really be able to to bring it to do a good live show so i think that separates the the fakers from the people with the real talent but it is such a a, a a swap of the when when we first started they would you know give you tour support to support the album right put out you know you, you toured to support an album now you put out a, an album to get people to come to the shows because that's the only place to make that's right yep they go living there they anymore. go listen to the music and then decide if they like you enough to go see it right yeah it's a different world man it's interesting do you have any uh, are there any new artists or bands that you're into right now my current obsession is 21 Pilots. Oh, yeah, right. I've been hearing a lot about yeah. these guys. Oh, man, it's, that's it's really real cool. Good, and, huh? and it's It's hybrid music like like I like. I don't, I don't know if the guy's a fan of 311, but there's reggae in there. And yeah, cool. So uh, it's that's what I've been listening to lately. And it's nice with like Apple Music, I can make a radio station out of a 21 Pilots song, and then that'll show me other similar artists, and then yeah. I can just you know, add them to a playlist that's... Where I live, I don't have signal, so I need to make offline playlists. So that's, it's it's very convenient. Um, you live in a place that doesn't have internet. Uh, no cell. Oh, your phone. Oh, no yeah. phone. Yeah. Man. So I, you have to have it be able to cop be copied to your yeah. phone. When I live in Topanga in the mountains. And oh, you do. Yeah. There's no. No I, cell. I like your life. Your life. You know, you want to definitely live where you can't get cell connection. Right. That's that means everything's going well. Right. Uh, I know you have a show and I have a show, but I uh, I just always finish with the last uh, few like personal questions. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, like, uh, uh, if Jerry was going to make you a birthday cake, what kind of cake would you like? Uh, probably a white cake with chocolate frosting. Wow, getting a lot of that lately. Yeah. Super boring, bro. Uh, but whatever you got to do, whatever yeah. floats your boat. Okay, okay. How about like a, a salty caramel? Oh, that's nice. Something, yeah. What's your uh, what's your go-to snack when you're uh, when you're using your vape pen? Oh, I, I eat so much cereal, and I'll oh, like really? combine like three different cereals. <laughs> I have got one of those big Tupperware tubs, and yeah. I'll pour like Rice Krispies with a flake, and yeah. maybe with some granola in there, and just shake it up real wow, good. I like your style. And then I put. You know the uh, grade B maple syrup from from Trader Joe's on there, and that's what, just what's the difference between B and A? Um, I don't know, but I don't I've either. heard the grade B is better for your metabolism. Oh, because you really? have to Break it down. I don't know. Oh, that's Weird. incredible. I yeah, never when people knew. do that like lemonade diet where they just drink yeah, like cayenne sure. pepper and lemonade, yep. you have to have grade B syrup. Wow, <laughs> more than grade A. That's crazy. Um, what is the best tour find? Do you guys go overseas ever? You Somewhat. Keep it- yeah. Um, what's the best thing you've found on tour so far in your life? Oh, man. Uh, the swap meets in Indonesia. Where Are you, you could, shitting me? It was just amazing. I mean, everything serious? was just pennies. We, we, we sit and did the math, and we're like, these shoes are like 46 cents. We wow. have to get these. We have to get these. Even if they're ugly as hell, we have to get them. It's just bad business not to get it wow. yeah it doesn't make sense we can sell these for so much more in america uh that's that's a really interesting answer no one's ever said that before do you uh do you drink alcohol i don't you don't but the rest of the guys would love a bottle of your your yeah. signature wine yeah i will i'll throw it i'll throw it to you what is what is their drink of choice um, they're into the craft beers. And oh, yeah. In fact, our, our Amber Ale is our first one, and the next one that we're looking at is like 
taking 311 and reversing that so it'd be 11.3 like a, a strong beer wow yes. that's strong yeah that's cool yes. what is 311 about well 311 is the police code for indecent exposure in oh, Omaha cool. and the original guitarist um, was arrested for skinny dipping brought home to his mom in handcuffs and the ticket said 311 it said 311 we that's thought awesome. it was hilarious so you know the best band name answer I've ever heard uh, is there's a band that is called Minus the Bear, and they're like a they're like a uh, an indie rock band, but they've been around you know a long time like like you and I. And I was like, how'd you get the name Minus the Bear? And he said, well, a friend of mine went on a date and came back uh, from the date, and we said, how was the date? And he said, well. You know BJ and the Bear? Yep. It, it was like that, minus the bear. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, now I just I want to I want to call my band something like that. Um, and so, so where'd your band name come from? You know, it's such a bad story. Like one of the guys that uh, I started the band with, he heard uh, an Echo and the Bunnymen uh, interview, and they said there's nothing romantic about America. And he was like, the, the train is. No one's ever used train. It's a terrible name if you want to look it up on the internet, you know. But uh, but it worked somehow. So romance. Uh, if you if you do partake in cannabis, who's like your partner that you like to do that with? Um, doesn't really matter. Yeah, anybody. That's it's it's a nice. It's there's still a sharing element to it, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a it's and, a collective. Uh, and if you had to trade somebody in that you might hang out with for anybody else you could smoke pot with in the whole world that has ever existed, who would that person be? Um, I've always just been a huge Bob Marley fan. So, really? You know. That would be a great person to smoke pot with. Even though, you know, he's got this, like, godlike image, but hearing yeah. real stories of him, he was like, he would walk up to people, to women, and say, Let's you and me make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to I wanna say that to people, too. It's a good pickup it line. Wouldn't, wouldn't go great. Um, <laughs> and then we would actually have a baby, and then I would have problems. Yeah. Like, uh, it wasn't thought about that. You know, I got, to, uh, I got to get Family Man uh, on the podcast, and he has 52 children. Oh, my God. One of the kids on stage with him was number 26. It was a pretty bizarre. The singer, the new singer, is his is his boy. I think we just played with him uh, a few he, weeks ago. Oh, I, I oh, thought he did? I thought it was his son that was the singing. The keyboard him. player oh, okay. is his son. Okay, but I think he sings backups yeah. and stuff. Uh, I guess uh, my last question is: How can people find out more about Three Eleven? Do you guys have Instagram and Twitter and, and everything else? And what would that? What, yeah, what are follow your handles? us. Follow me on Nick Hexum on Twitter and Three Eleven on just at, at 311 on Instagram and, and Twitter and 311.com and you got 311 got you it. got you got 311 we were early adapters we you got, got in all there. of it yes that's incredible man I would have never thought because it would be like it's always some bullshit like the real 311 right. or uh, official <laughs> or whatever like, well, info <laughs> yeah bummer yeah and well 311 has become a number that you call now to get city info. Like if you want to dig, it says dial 311 first before to find where the power lines are. But luckily we had got it before the government got 311.com. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's wow. amazing. 
Man, good for you. Thank You're you. a smart man. Can uh, can Jerry and I play one little segment of Amber for my wife? Absolutely. And, uh, and if you feel like singing anything, please don't. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, that'd be amazing. This What's chorus. Her name? Her, what? What's her name? What's your wife's name? Amber. Her it's name's Amber, right, of course. <laughs> her name's Amber. What's her name? That's hilarious. Uh, Amber, this one is for you. Whoa. Amber is the color of her energy. Whoa. Shades of gold is playing naturally. Why is that song so vibey, man? It's a jam. Well, hey, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Nick Hexum, for uh, being a part of the podcast, and I hope you have a great show tonight. And, uh,. Uh, I would rather be watching your show than playing, but uh, now I remember last the time I met you was at the um, the Camp Freddy show, oh, right? Right. And you yeah, sang right. the hell out of some oh, yeah, metal. We did, was it we Zeppelin? Did, yeah. Zeppelin. It was right. amazing. Oh, yeah. I was like the pipes on this guy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was really fun. They uh, they changed their name though to uh, now now they're called the Royal Machines. They changed drummers. Uh, Josh Freeze is their drummer now. Really? You know Josh? He's, he's the drumming whore. He's in every band. He, he was in our band for one oh, he was. A second because we were on tour and Chad, our drummer, broke his wrist, so he finished out oh, cool. our, our tour. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid guy, man. He's a great drummer, and uh, I like the, the whole band. Chris Chaney is a super sweet guy. He's great. But thanks a lot, man. Uh, congratulations on, well, kind of everything. You kind Thank of you very much. You kind of winning, aren't you? You're oh, doing all right. You, you, you are too. You can't you can't get a hold of you at your house on your phone. That's <laughs> that's, right. that's the big win. All right. Well, thanks Out a lot. In man. the country. Thank you.
Well, there you have it, everybody. Nick Hexum from 311. Uh, we got to do a little bitty bit of, uh, of Amber, which is uh, still a great song, even now, however many years later, 20, 25 years later. And uh, thanks, Nick, for hanging out with us backstage uh, at that show. That was a really fun day for us, actually. That was, uh, that was just outside of San Diego that we got to hang out with Nick. And I remember that show being notably excellent and uh, had a great time. Brandy Carlisle was there, many others uh, that I wish we would have had a chance to see live. But anyway, that was Nick Hexum from 311. I'm Pat Monahan. This is the PatCast. And uh, also later this week, Jerry and I are going to bring you a, a special PatCast episode uh, with a big announcement. Uh, about our upcoming Christmas album and also many other things. So uh, the new Christmas album does come out on Friday. It's called Christmas in Tahoe. Uh, But more about that on Friday when we bring to you a special episode. This is the PatCast, and you have just listened to it. Thanks again. See you soon. Bye.